The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. show of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me once again via social distancing is none other than the life with Jenner G's, Jen Elise Feldy. So, so wonderful to be together but apart with you, Mark, today. <laughs> oh, you, you, you're sticking with that, together but apart, all right. Together but apart. Mm-hmm. So... Meaning that uh, propaganda lingo. Okay. Um, so, uh, this week's show is going to be a little different because not only do we have our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino, with another interview with um, actress uh, Angie Hansen, uh, we also have another J. Bird and Lee segment, and our Pronto Comics Dominic Definition Man Serrano has his uh, comic pick of the week, and we have a uh, self-motion spotlight segment as well. But... Uh, Jennifer and I are going to be discussing a movie from a long time ago through a unique set of circumstances we got to watch. So we're going to be discussing the film uh, Kickboxing Academy. Loved it. But before we do any of that, we have to take it away with the news. Very abridged news. Uh, the news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, of which we are the official radio show of celebrating over 25 years of comic bookness and pop culture stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. And uh, their next convention is going to be, most likely, on May 1st and May 2nd of 2021. So uh, find out, figure out who the headliners will be announced shortly, and hopefully everything will be back to normal at that time. Also want to have a uh, shout-out for our Patreons, of which there are uh, Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday Famous Dress and Media, Unji Kun, Shadow Rabbit Art, and The Huracan, which is a convention in a church in Long Island. If you want to have your own little shout-out for just a measly dollar, go to www.patreon.com, look up It Came From Radio in the search bar. Take it away with the news, shall we? Yes, why don't we? From the advantage of going on last department, New York Comic Con finally announced that this year's event is now officially canceled. But, much like all the other larger con, they will be holding an online event during the same time it would have been occurring. New York Comic Con says, We are thoroughly disappointed that we cannot gather together in person for the New York Comic Con we love to build and our fans love to revel in. We look forward to this weekend all year long, just like you. And with this being our 15th edition, we were particularly excited. Can't you hear tell in my voice how excited I am? <laughs> While this year will definitely be a different experience, we are going to look to bring the best and most engaging event to our fans, exhibitors, and studios through our partnership with YouTube. From what Mark understands, it seems that unlike San Diego Comic-Con, New York Comic-Con will have a more interactive experience with live chats and panels, as well as, quote, up close and personal with meet and greets, live Q&As, personal autographs, videos, and professional workshops. 
It'll be held from October 8th until the 11th online, which does not conflict with my film festival October 16th. Bug bug. <laughs> What's the website on that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a plug is it if you don't have a website? <laughs> I'm sorry, my, my printer cut off the website. Why don't you tell us, Mark? You no, your on. website for your plug. Oh, my website. It's the life with Genergy. Not that one, the one with the film festival. I don't know it by heart. It's long, Mark. It's long. It's <laughs> lots of different words in it. I don't remember all the websites of all the things I do. You can't plug something if you don't tell people where well, to go. Vault. Just Google Vault 6666 Film Festival. Vault 666 Film Festival and Genelise Feldy and you'll find it. There you go. That, that, that's something. There we um, go. So, I mean, we've talked about this for a, a while about New York Comic Con and, and what they've been waiting for. Um, I believe, and this is uh, just my, my theory here, is first off, there was a news article the day before this announcement was made about how New York Comic Con had not made any announcements as of yet and the fans were getting antsy and worried. So I thought that was interesting. And the second thing is, is that they're saying that they're going to do impersonal meet and greets and whatnot. And the Q&A, so that's, we mentioned how San Diego did not have live Q&As, and everything was pre-recorded. And um, Wizard Conventions, and there's actually a couple other conventions that have been doing online stuff that have been charging for autographs and stuff to have meet and greet. So the, you would get, pay $50, $60, so instead of going waiting online for like two hours and then see the person for a half a second, get your signature, and then off you go, you get like a minute or two minutes of one-on-one FaceTime with the celebrities hmm. for, for the same price. So there you go. Okay. All right, that could work. Hopefully it'll be a, it'll be a success. Well, it's really great for all the recluses and people who don't like leaving their homes like me. <laughs> so you're, gonna, you're going to uh, be part of the San, uh, New York Comic Con online event? Under these circumstances where I don't have to use public bathrooms, much more likely. Okay, I like that. It's much more likely, but it's not a definite. Interesting. I'm very busy. I'm a very busy lady. I can't commit to everything. So, uh, so yeah, so that's it for the news. As I, like I said, it's a very short news because we have to uh, talk about the movie, Kickboxing Academy. So we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with We Came From The Radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hey, this is Brimstone, and you're listening to my boys on It Came From The Radio. New comics are back at Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin. And now get ready for Joker War from DC Comics. Cosmic Comics and Games is open Wednesday from noon to 7, Thursday from 2 to 7, Friday from 2 to 7, and Saturday from noon to 5. So if you want the latest Marvel, DC, Image, or Independent Comics, comic book supplies, back issues, or magic cards, please call Chuck at 516-763-1133 for all the details. Thank you and stay safe. Now, back to our show. This is Charlie Saladino from It Came From The Radio. I am very lucky to have this window of opportunity to be here with the multi-talented director, producer, and amazing actress, 
Angie Hansen, and uh, see, I'm all stuttering. I can't. I'm so nervous. Uh, Angie was, uh, God, we've known each other for a long time. It was, uh, Angie was one of my first inter interviews, and it was uh, so, so lovely, and uh, I've, I've never forgotten it. But since then, Angie has flourished into this mega actress director and producer do you write do you sing what do you do do you save the world uh angie hansen tell us about yourself angie hey good to be back with you um yes i saved the world no um but i do sing um also yeah All I, right. do. I do sing okay um but um yeah i've been uh Working on a million projects since okay. the last time we interviewed, for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah, definitely. Um, first of all, let's let's touch on on the the day job, which I love, um, and you know, tell everybody about that because I think that's uh, I, I just love it. Um, yeah. So, well, I am creative director for Blood Manor, um, which is the big haunted house um, in uh, New York City in Soho. And uh, we are getting ready for our, oh, God, I want to say it's 12th or 13th season. I'm probably completely wrong on how long it's been. Um, but I started out as an actor there, and um, I'm now creative director. So we are, yeah, we're in process of getting ready for our big, our big upcoming season for 2020. Nice. And uh, tell us about uh, your uh, recent visitors. Oh, to Blood Manor? Yes. Um, well, there's two, I guess, I could talk about um, since I haven't talked to you for a while. Right. Um, we most recently uh, did an um, episode of The Real Housewives of New York City. Um, and, uh, got to scare them and, uh, yeah, and work on, um, with their production team and ours and our actors into, um, being on, uh, their latest, uh, episode. So that was like super fun. It literally just came out and you can find it streaming everywhere. Um, and then the other visitors, um, is Blood Manor is Haunted. And I feel like we talked, the last time I talked to you, we talked about the old location that was haunted. Right, yes, we did. Our new location is much, much, much more haunted. Oh, my God. And we have had crazy, crazy things that have happened. Um, the new location, it's on Broadway, and um, it was where, um, it's like a Civil War area era building. Yes, yeah. Um, and it is where... Um, uh, Lincoln got uh, photographed for the penny. So it was, uh, there's all sorts of like Civil War, like soldiers and things that wander the halls. Um, my actors have been touched by spirits. Like they're like, oh, was somebody just in there? Who just, who was just in my room with me? Who touched me? And no one was there. Um, so there's been like, so many crazy things like I have seen things on we have cameras everywhere and I've seen uh, activity and ghosts on the cameras in there and it's like I do not go there by myself I have keys but I always make sure that someone meets me there. I never go in there by myself. Well, God bless you. I wouldn't go there with somebody. <laughs> never mind by myself. Uh, did you ever get any paranormal people in there? We, did, we have. Um, actually, we had a medium come in there. And after that happened, 
it was a lot more yeah. activity. Um, there's also Ouija board in there, which I wish oh, that they yeah. would move because yeah. I feel like it makes the activity even yeah. more. Um, yeah, and the medium said that somebody died in the hallway on the ground floor. Um, and we also, like, where our dressing rooms are, um, somebody just had their phone in one of the rooms back there, which it's connected to one of the subway tunnels. So somebody had one of their um, one of their phones, and we played it back. We didn't hear anything when we were in there, but then we left and played it back, and it said, "Stop the kid! Stop the kid!" And we played it over and over again. And there was um, a girl, one of my actresses, and she had short hair, and she looked. You know, she was playing kid role in in the haunt and yeah. I think that that's who they were talking about but it gave me chills and I was like oh my god I just like yeah. every it's very haunted yeah. um and it's um it's on one of the um national registry of haunted places in New York City too so so I think we stir that up when we that's very lovely. I, I was gonna. I was gonna tell you. I was gonna come and visit, but yeah, I ain't coming. Um, uh, no, you won't see me there. But everybody else go. Okay, I know a million people who would love to go. Let, let everybody know where it is and your hours. Um, so it is. Um, like I said, it's on um, in three sixty nine Broadway in Soho. Um, and typically we are open um, from mid September to mid November. Um, you can definitely check that out on the Blood Manor website, bloodmanor.com. Um, and um, typically it's, we're open from 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. Or whenever the hell the ghosts want to show yeah, yeah, well, they're there when, yeah. 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 They're, they're, yeah. they're there all the time. Continuous store. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and then Sundays it's like 6 to 11, you know, different yeah, hours right. depending on the day of the week. All right, well, everybody go visit. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm dying to get there. Um, I hope I don't bring anything home with me, but I am dying to get there. Um, Ange, let's talk about now what I'm really excited uh, for you, uh, because I know you're an amazing actress. I've seen you in several films, and I want to talk about your future projects. So um, let's talk about the quarantine thing first and wake, work our way from there. Okay. Um, so most recently, um, I um, did a quarantine film, um, and that is uh, written by Patrick Devaney, who I'm sure all of your listeners probably know. Um, he is an amazing sci-fi filmmaker. Um, normally, I would be on set with him, but because of the quarantine, he had us all film our own parts, um, and it's a sci-fi trilogy. So it's going to be released um, a month at a time all throughout the summer. So I'm really excited to see to see the other actors and um, <laughs> what yeah. they did yeah. because I was just responsible for my part. Um, and some of them, like the first film, is in uh, real time while everything's happening. The second film is like two weeks later, and it's kind of like video uh, journals. And then the third film, which I'm in, is all we're being filmed, but we don't really realize it. So I was actually excited to um, to be part of that one because it's a, a different take. And I got to use my director skills and my assistant director skills and break apart the script and set up all the shots and figure out, you know, where to put my iPhone so that the, the shots would look cool and work on, like, lighting and all in my apartment. Um, so that was that was really, 
really fun. I got to use both sides, yeah. uh, both hats, I guess. You That's say. a very innovative idea in itself, let alone all the creativity yeah. that, that, that everyone was involved with. Uh, what's some of the other uh, projects? I also uh, recently shot a, a 16 millimeter film. Um, I remember we talked about Phil Crawl the last time yes. that we interviewed about the whole boob story, which I know everybody gave yes, me. Yes, up. <laughs> I yes, yes, yes. So yeah, so if you're back dating episodes, you can find that one and hear that yeah, whole story. Yeah. You can find that one in our archive. <laughs> yeah. Watch everybody heard boob; they're all going back now. Watch. But um, yeah, so Phil is my uh, my business partner. Um, we created real prophecy pictures together. We collaborate um, with Massgrave Pictures now on almost all of our films, which is great. Um, but this one, um, Phil did as kind of his own quarantine project. He has um, ectochrome 16 millimeter film, and um, he did this piece. He's doing this piece where he shot this scene, um, silent silent scene with his brother. And um, he exposes the film and overlays the image of me on top of it. So it has to be said. He, he was saying, he goes, I'm insane for doing this, especially yeah. doing it on ectochrome. Right. Um, because you have one shot to, to film and that's yeah. it. Right. And uh, if you mess up, then the whole film is ruined. So um, that was no pressure at all. Uh, but well, this is this is what we've always talked about on the show. The indies who who rely on their skills and their their amazing skills because they don't have a big studio to back them. And and this sounds like genius. Yeah, I think it's going to be really really cool. Um, I mean, he made sure, like, my face was in the right quadrant of the screen that it needed right. to be in. We literally, and I just did it. It's just a small sort of silent part. Right. Um, I did all of my own special effects makeup for it because, obviously, I can't have a makeup artist, you know, right. during this time. Um, and, uh, and we rehearsed it, I want to say, like, ten times of me making yeah. sure that I got the right spot. I had to like lean forward and make sure I was in the right uh, little quadrant of um, of the viewfinder. Yeah, because there's no doing it over. No, there's yeah. no doing it over. Yeah. And you know, and film, once you hear the film rolling, yeah. I just, I personally hear like dollar signs, you know? <laughs> I'm like, okay, I get it right, get it right, get it right. Like, I don't get nervous about acting at all, but yeah. when I shoot on film, I am nervous. I'm like, yeah. I do not want to be the one that messes this up. Just action, no pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how it all used to be. Yeah. So, I mean, you so much respect for like everybody that came before me that yeah. always did that and always had that pressure. And it's, it's like almost like being on stage on film. Yeah because yeah. you only get one shot to do. Right, definitely. Angie, I cannot tell the people what a great actress you are. They're going to have to see for themselves. Uh, I love watching you work. Uh, I love talking to you. I love when we get together. Um, and I'm just so happy for this window of opportunity. So uh, tell everybody where to see you, how to get in touch with you, and all that good stuff. Okay. Um, so the next, uh, well, there's a lot of things, um, a lot of films I'm in online, and obviously the film festivals are not going live for a little bit. Um, but I do still have upcoming films and film festivals. Um, Matroshka um, is a film that's still on the festival circuit. Um, and uh, that can be found in the um, anthology, uh, Massgrave Pictures' new anthology, Dark Tales from Channel X. I'm actually in, I think... 
three films in that plus I assistant directed like the whole feature um, the whole wraparound on that um, that is coming out as soon as as the sound is done being remixed um, so that's going to be really soon um, this summer I think it's going right. to be released so you'll be able to see that very very soon and right. Masquerade Pictures I'm sure that everybody knows um, can be found everywhere right. and your social media Yes, so my social media is, um, my Instagram is ADH on the road, which is my initials, Angie D. Hansen on the road, um, because I'm always on the road doing something. Um, I and, knew that. <laughs> and then um, my Facebook is Angie Hansen, and um, you can also find me on IMDb. If you just go to IMDb, um, go to the app or the website and put in Angie Hansen, you'll find the me. the list comes up. Yeah, you'll find me right away. Um, <laughs> and that's a good starting point on where to right. look me up and see what films I'm in, because most everything I'm do I've done um, is right. on IMDb. Well, Angie, thank you so much for your time. It's always a joy when uh, we get a chance to get together and talk about uh, your career because uh, I, I'm just so amazed how good you are and you're just getting better uh, every, every time I see you in another movie. So hopefully when you're uh, a big star, you'll remember us. But uh, anyway, Angie, thank you so much again. Thank you. This is Charlie Saladino from It Came From The Radio. Back to the studio. Me Grimlock having fun on It Came From The Radio. Me Greg Berger also. Hey guys, this is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on bread, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C-K-R-I-S-T-Y. Text me at 631-606-8166. Now, back to our show. Hi, this is Pritam Roy, Assistant Director of Duggi. Right now, Duggi is going live online in the Liftoff Film Festival 2020. Before I talk further about the broadcast, let me talk about the film. It's a story based on the relationship between a daughter and her father. Due to the several burdens of our life, we start forgetting our basics. This is the mental space, which leads us to several complexities. As a result of that, we get confused and uh, quite often we ask ourselves about what's right and what's wrong. The film is all about realizing the depth of our relationships with our parents. Dugi has been selected for seven uh, international film festivals. The first one is 9th Kolkata Shorts International Film Festival 20, Calcutta International Cult Film Festival, Lift Off Global Network, Tagore International Film Festival, First Time Filmmakers Session 2020, Indo-American International Film Festival of World Cinema 2020, Prisma Independent Film Festival, and uh, has been awarded with three prestigious awards. The first one is Honorable Jury Mention Award in 9th Kolkata Short International Film Festival 20. Monthly winner at Calcutta International Cult Film Festival. Monthly winner at Tagore International Film Festival. Okay, so now let's talk about the broadcast. The online live is going on in Vimeo. Um, you can get the link from my Facebook page. Visit the link. You will have two options. The first one is Watch Trailer where you can find the complete elaborated process of voting. Then the next option is 
rent all ten dollars which means uh, you can watch 124 lift off selected short films in just ten dollars i repeat in just ten dollars i think it's a fair deal but there is always a but the link is available only for one week yeah it's available only for one week so uh go to the link asap and watch as many number of films you want vote the film you like and as the assistant director of dugi i request you to watch it and vote it go to the link scroll down and you will find dugi industrial number 35 please share as much as you can we really need your votes uh that's all from my side and we are really thankful that uh, we are you know uh, speaking globally uh, i'm i'm sitting here in india and uh, these people have suddenly sent me the message of uh, broadcasting it so i'm really happy and i'm really obliged that uh, the whole world is getting connected to us and uh, we appreciate it and we love it and uh, we enjoying it uh, so i wish each and every one good luck and uh, please go and watch those films trust me you would love it and i give the guarantee of duggi so please go and watch it and uh, please vote for it thank you so much thank you hi guys this is zenia seberg who played zev on the show lex and you're listening to it came from the radio now back to our show Welcome back to a King from Radio for Show the Vegapa Con. This is your host Mark Tor speaking along with uh socially distanced Jen Elise Feldy. I'm Bana. So as I mentioned before, we're going to be talking about the movie Kickboxing Academy. Now, the reason we got to get into why we're talking about this film is this movie is 21 years old. Actually, it was made in 1997, but it came out in 1999. Um as I mentioned many times, um I used to work at Blockbuster. and I am a huge Power Ranger fan and back in the day we used to get magazines of upcoming things that used to come out uh that's going to be released on video and I saw this movie with Christopher Kamen Lee the uh Space Red Space Ranger and I was like oh I got to see this movie and I had did a little research uh, back then there was no internet or at least bare internet and I found out that his sister was going to be in it too and I was like wow it's going to be him and his sister and his movie's going to be tons of kung fu fighting I got it looks awesome and they're playing boyfriend and girlfriend because they had a little synopsis and I was like wow this is going to be really weird I'm I'm curious to see this movie so it never came out I never saw it cut to 21 years later when I actually ran into the uh Power Rangers in Space uh, Red Ranger Christopher Kimberly which we had an amazing interview that he gave us it was a half hour we we, we aired it curse filled tons of curses in it if you guys haven't listened to it just go on our website you can look it up um offended we was a uh, a panel that that he was on and i mentioned this on the show and i figured this is my chance to ask him so before we had our one-on-one interview i had asked him about this movie i said oh you know you made a movie 100 years ago where you made up with your sister can you tell us a little bit about that and his answer was just think about what you said and that's the answer to your question <laughs> think about what i said so i said so you were in a movie with your sister right How, how was that experience? What did you think of that experience? Well, so how weird was it? You know, and so basically yeah, that that, that that question was it. It's a weird experience. No, let's not talk about it. And that was his answer. So what, you know, so I was like, okay, he doesn't want to talk about it. 
So then um, afterwards, off the, as, as we were talking, he was telling me about uh, how, how bad this movie was and to not see it. So I was like, all right, so now I really have to see it because he said it was so bad. Yeah, it was awesomely bad. I really enjoyed it last night. <laughs> I had to keep rewinding and taking videos of scenes because it was just so amazing. <laughs> it was a bad guy, a lawyer guy. It was your quintessential 80s, 90s, kind of stud-like, square-jawed bad guy who was in a lot of different movies like that. It was just crazy, crazy campy. I loved it. I want to make a movie like this myself. I, I know. So I'm like, so um, through a unique sort of circumstances, I found out that it's available online now. So that's why we're talking about it. So people can see it. And I saw it. And I'm like, this is the... I, I waited 21 years to see this movie. And it was well worth the wait of me watching it. Don't wait. Amazon Prime. <laughs> watch it tonight. It's incredible. So let's... let's Let's start. Let's start off with the with the with the with the highlights. Um, I will say that I thought this movie was typical '80s movie, '80s '90s movie. It was horribly acted. It was over the top in in a in a good bad way. So it's like one of those movies that are so bad that it goes all the way around to be good. Right. And the fact that they were, they were brother and sister and they were kissing in the movie that wasn't even the height of the insanity that this movie was. I think that even if you didn't know that they were brother and sister, it's still a crazy movie. A buy one, maybe they got like a buy one, get one free thing, you know, for brother and sister. Maybe they get like an acting deal for the producers. Like maybe the parents pitched them and said, hey, I'll give you one of my kids to act for this movie and you take the other one, I'll give you half off. That might be. I mean, you know, I'm never going to find out the true story behind this. So we can just guess how this movie came to be. And there was there was a lot of fighting. There was some martial arts in it. There was um oh my god. All right. So what what so you already said what you thought about this movie. What what are your 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 in, insightful thoughts on the movie Kickboxing Academy? I loved it. I mean, as someone who's casting for a movie right now, I do see the buy one, get one free thing coming uh, as maybe one of the reasons why they did the sister and brother as boyfriend, girlfriend, perhaps. I love the boyfriend who was the lawyer. He was so fun and with his business all the time, always talking on the phone, making deals, just, you know, with his cell phone, with the antenna that we saw, you know, back in the 90s, the cell phones had antennas, so that was really cool and the guy with the blazer you know you always have like you always have a bad guy with dark hair and a ponytail wearing a blazer in these movies i don't think bad guys look like that anymore that was the that was the wardrobe that they had to wear yeah slick back hair slick back long hair and a ponytail i feel like you'd see that in above the lost even to gal movies every movie there was a guy that looked just like this so I think we should uh, describe what the movie's about because we're talking about we're talking about the movie, but we're not what the movie's about. So basically, I would say think uh, the Karate Kid, but on a lower budget. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it's two rival um, karate schools, and one is having a, one wants to take over the other one. That's that's the premise of the movie. And one karate school is all about, or, or or street fighting, or whatever type of school is all about. Uh, cheap shot and kick them in the nards and the teacher just basically trains the whole entire academy to do cheap shots and illegal moves 
And the other one is the righteous one with the conscience who's trying to do things the right way and possibly can lose the studio due to rent issues and budget issues. So you got the villain studios doing everything wrong, and then you have the nice guys. Right, and the nice guys, all they're, they're all in white, and the bad guys are all in black. It's very karate, like I said, it's very karate kid-ish. But right. if there was like, you know what it's like? Um, you know what the people that make the Sharknado movies, Asylum films? That they go out of their way to make ripoffs, cheap ripoffs of high uh, quality movies. So if they make a Transformers movie, then they're going to have Transmogrifier movie. If they're going to have uh, an Avengers, they have uh, Avengers Grimm. Kind of like that. So this is the Asylum version of Karate Kid. I mean, you can, for me, I can kind of feel the editing process going along. Like fonts that were used for the word. They look like cheap fonts and something I'd edit on my phone. <laughs> the, the sound effects seem like rip-off cheaper versions and stuff I've put out, and I've put out some pretty cheap stuff that's hastily edited. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about the price of each sound effect they had. I was like, wow, they just get these things on the internet, I guess. Well, back then, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed like, like stock audio that I've seen heard in a lot of different films. But I think that, that this all that nonsense made the movie so much more enjoyable. I think that if they had tried harder, if they did better job, it no, wouldn't be as good. No, I would absolutely hate it. I love the cheesiness. It's amazing. There's quotable fun. You can go right on my Instagram right now. I have a lot of different scenes posted. They're so quotable. So the the this this there's two parts and, I mean, spoilers around, because if, knowing about this movie, you still have to watch this movie. Um, there was this one scene where the girl and the, and the, the quote-unquote sleazy lawyer guy was walking along after their date, and ninjas just show up. Right, with stars. Like oh, real legit ninjas. Stars in a parking lot outside, like, an Italian restaurant. Can you imagine that? Oh, okay, you're going out with this girl, and then full-on ninjas come out with, with throwing stars, and she's dodging them. And they're trying to kill them. Like, they're legit trying to kill them. Yeah. She, she dispatches with the ninjas, and then they run off, and they act like that happens every other day. Pretty much. <laughs> when they got hide, which is kind of adorable. And, <laughs> and then they're never seen nor heard from again. That's true, you're right. They never followed up on that storyline. So at the end of the movie, I'm like, where did the ninjas come from? Why were there ninjas? Why? What? Why? Yeah, that is a good question. Why? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't even ask why anymore, so that didn't stand out to <laughs> That that blew that blew my mind out of everything else. <laughs> well, watch some of the movies I'm in coming out. You're gonna have your mind blown because a lot of things aren't gonna make sense. <laughs> There's gonna be are there gonna be ninjas for no reason? There might be some crazier things other than that. We'll talk. We'll talk off air. <laughs> and yeah. then um, my my other favorite, what the hell was that moment? Was at the end. When the guy pulls out the AK-47. Yes, I had to rewind the screen on that. I said, wait a second, what did I just see while I was texting on my phone? I'm like, this doesn't fit in any of this. <laughs> There's a whole tournament.
at the very end for, for any of you. We're not going to spoil it for you because the experience itself cannot be recreated in words, so I promise you we're not spoiling anything. But there is a machine gun of some type pulled out at this beach outdoor competition. What? What? And my, my, my critical mind, as, as it tends to do, is trying to absorb this as a regular movie, and I'm like, what the hell? And my mind is like, it's just exploding. We're trying to process. So there's this one scene where the, 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 um, the, the, the good guy's dojo is ransacked. Yes. So the lady, she walks to the door, which is clearly not locked. It's just clearly not locked. And she unlocks the door with her key, and she looks inside, and oh my god, it's, you know, it's ransacked. And my mind, my, 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 my critical thinking mind says, number one, couldn't she see the damage through the glass doors? <laughs> number two, that would imply that the criminals ransacked the place and then locked the door on the way out and didn't destroy the door. Right. That's true. And they were, like, they were kind enough to lock the door on their way out. So it's like stuff like this. So... And I'm like, well, this is just so... polite rioters, Sarah, you know? They, yes, they were very polite rioters. These battles should take notice. And at no point in time, through the ransack, through the ninjas, were the cops ever called. Right, they never get the cops involved in any of this. And there's a lot of different assault and robbery going on. <laughs> oh, well, maybe this is shot during the defund the police era. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, Maybe we should put this out as a cautionary tale for what will happen <laughs> if you do defund the police. Everything's going to turn into kickboxing academy, <laughs> and we're going to have vigilantes everywhere. And you better sign up at one of the academies, either the cheap shot one for you, uh, you losers and scumbags, and then you know for the righteous ones, we'll sign up for the kickboxing academy. Sounds like a life imitates art type of thing happening, which often happens with our show. And to, to sum to sum things up, the bad the bad dojo guy had a grenade phone. <laughs> what? See you see you you didn't even see that part. Yeah, I I, I there's only so much attention I can give this movie. <laughs> I tune in and out. You know, I did watch the whole thing, but I'm sure I, I glossed in and out. You, you you watched in in quotes. You saw it, but you, <laughs> it didn't it didn't process. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of things that went over my head. I'm going to have to watch this again. So, at one point, the guy is on the phone, and he picks up a grenade, and it turns into a phone, a grenade phone. Wow, okay. So, it's just That's like cool. this This guy is, like, all in. He's, he's an army. He's an army general. That's the way. He's like a rip-off, shyster, army general. Uh, he, and to describe this guy, I don't even know how to describe this guy. He's very much like Martin Cove in the the Karate Kid film, the bad guy of the dojo, the the leader. That's a, he was in the army, and he was. This is exactly. I'm telling you, it's just like that. It just seemed like he got a lot of cocaine, and then was like, "Yeah, let's just you know, it'd be fun to do while being high on coke, making a, a awesomely bad movie. So let's do it." <laughs> so I mean, it was a. Uh, 
Uh, it was so enjoyable. I would I would say that people should really watch this film just for the a nostalgic factor of it. If you're a Power Ranger fan, you should watch. If you're a Supergirl fan or Grey's Anatomy, because um, the the female is a uh, from Grey's Anatomy and um, she plays a sister on Supergirl, Charla Lee. Um, you should watch it. If you're a Power Ranger fan, you should watch it. If you're uh, like good bad movies, you should watch it. What what are your what are your thoughts on that? Should you and watch this movie? And if you're into childerly sexuality, you can try to somehow figure it out while she kisses her brother in a few scenes during this movie. Maybe that's her sexuality. It's definitely worth watching, just for the boyfriends. I, I like the boyfriend with the long ponytail. He was hilarious. So, There's a lot of fun bad guy roles. I love the villain roles. So if you want some really bad villain uh, archetypes, this movie's for you. I think it it uh, it has every single cliched archetype in there. Uh, I don't see one about the girl who just wants to get married. I feel like you often see that as a role for women. Oh, like, I want to get married. Oh, this guy doesn't like me. This boy doesn't like me. Maybe a little bit of that. I don't know. I don't think so. Ah. <laughs> hey, you didn't see girls pining away for boys in this one, did we? That is true. That is very true, actually. Right. So, so that's the one archetype not there. Each each girl, um, for for you, uh, for you women, uh, uh, feminist roles, they were all powerful. You know, they all did their stuff. They weren't like, oh, I need help. You know, they were all there, but not in a uh, a, a forceful. Send your message down your throat kind of way. They were all treated equally, is what I'm saying. And also, if you want to push the gun reform laws, this would be a good movie for that. <laughs> shoot them up at the end. So, you know, people who are into that can get some uh, support by watching that scene. So, I think this movie is for everybody. <laughs> it has a little something for everybody in it. It's for everyone unless you don't have a sense of humor because there are people like that. Yes, I mean, if you're expecting a serious movie about karate, go watch The Karate Kid. If you want to see the watered-down, uh, hackneyed version with brother and sister kissing, that's like, that's like the hook. You know, the brother and sister are kissing, that, that brings you in, and then you see this, you're like, wow, that's nothing compared to ninjas and, and, and grenade bombs and, and, and nonsense in this movie. Basically, if you're into incest and if Alex Jones and Donald Trump are your favorite comedians like me, watch this movie. You might like it. Man, man, you're, you're heavy on the politics this week. <laughs> well, Donald Trump is one of my favorite comedians. What can I say? He's pretty funny. So, um, rent it, uh, if you have the, uh, if you have, what is it, Amazon Prime, it's free if you watch it, you don't have to pay extra for it. I say go see it, make sure you watch it, watch it with your friends, and make a, you know, make an online viewing party about this, because I, I would say I saw it with a couple of guys, and it made it even more entertaining. Yeah, the commentary, if I had someone here comment, commenting, like when I watched Birdemic, I was with some comedy writer friends, and they were saying the most hilarious things, and it makes these bad movies so much more fun. Yes, so watch it online with your friends, it's, it's a, great, a great pastime, hour and a half, I believe, not that long of a movie, it's a good, good little waste of uh, some time since your guys are all locked up in the pandemic. It did motivate me to want to be in better shape and to keep working out, though, there were all these workout scenes 
friends and everyone's very fit. People aren't on their phones. They were working out on the beach like it was nothing. I mean, I got to give them a lot of credit for that because working out on the beach is really tough. So I think some motivation from this movie. All right, so uh, we're almost out of time. So final thought on the film? Um, final thought on the film. I was just focused on Tyler's coming out because she supposedly came out, but she didn't really come out. And the fact that it's kind of cool to come out lately. And I've been accused of being bisexual the other day, and I kind of just went with it because maybe I'll be more accepted if I'm seen as uh, being queer, I guess. So I went with it. <laughs> That's your final thought. All right. Yeah, my final thoughts are maybe it's cool to, to be coming out. So I'm just going to go with it every time someone thinks I'm uh, not your typical heterosexual because it, it seems to make you cooler. <laughs> and that's what this movie is all about, right? The movie is all about accepting who you are and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> if you're into kissing your brother or your sister, this movie's for you. Alright, so that's it for um, this uh, segment. So we're going to take another break and uh, we'll get to the rest of the show. So we'll be right back with It Came From The Radio. This is Brian Downey, Stanley Tweedle from the TV series Lex. And you're listening to It Came From Radio. Now, back to our show. Hey, this is Jay Bird and Lee and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. Today we're going to talk about the Office. And Parks and Rec, I think, right? Yeah. Two binge-worthy shows that are on Netflix right now. Yeah, I I love those shows. <laughs> all right, okay. Like, I never saw all the episodes of either one of them, but I know enough about the characters, and I've seen a few episodes here and there. I think you've watched, like, probably way more than I have. Oh, definitely. I watched all of Parks and Rec, and I'm finishing The Office soon. Oh, <laughs> you're finishing The yeah, Office Yeah, because soon. it's off Netflix in 2020, so um. I gotta... Watch it. <laughs> yeah, you got oh, so you really got to rush. You got like yeah. three or four months left, and you're gonna watch this thing, right? Yeah. Um. Okay. So, what do you like about the office? I just like the setup. I love the characters, like Dwight and Michael Scott. <laughs> really? Yeah, and Pam, Jim, they're fun. So, um, when the show was on the regular air, there was uh, a Dwight phenomenon on a bobblehead. Dwight bobblehead. <laughs> So people would get the Dwight bobbleheads and give them to other friends and put them in the in their offices. It was actually pretty funny. <laughs> Did you have people do that in your office? Uh, yeah, I think we had like one or two people with a Dwight bobblehead. Oh, cool. Yeah, you know. Um, I mean, I still see shirts that say Dunder Mifflin everywhere. Yeah, the office, I think, is coming back now. You think so? Yeah. Why? Because like, a lot of people that I know watch it. Okay, all right, that's fair enough. I guess it's, you know, something to do, right? Yeah, especially with the coronavirus, there's, like, nothing to do. Except watch The Office. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. And um, what about uh, Parks and Rec? Ooh, I love that show. Like, I think I like that one more just because, like, I love the characters Ron Swanson and April. They're amazing <laughs> yeah ron swanson's like the man's man right like yeah all he eats is like meat and potatoes and no uh milk. steak well any type yeah any type of meat and whiskey 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 meat and potatoes yeah right and he builds his own chairs and stuff like that yeah and he was having a kid so he built a 
crib. That's so funny. I think I think my favorite part was when uh, Rob Lowe um, came in, who's Chris, I think, in the show. Oh, yeah. You know, who's a health nut. Oh, my God. <laughs> right? He's it's really funny. He's so much. He's so funny. That's pretty cool. That's a, look, I think the, these are all kind of um, reality-type show right that's the way they kind of film it even yeah sort of yeah i mean i think it's a good and you know who um obviously in parks and rec you have um chris pratt who became huge after this yeah right like i didn't recognize him when i first started watching the show i was like is that chris pratt because he was like so you were like is that quill from guardians of the galaxy yeah or you know so which is a, another great film right yeah marvel is amazing <laughs> yeah marvel's unbelievable and it's funny because you have a lot of um actors who are in that show that have been in different time periods had some great great careers rob lowe specifically was huge in the 80s and stuff he did a ton of movies yeah you know, and he had this great resurgence over the last bunch of years and you know it's mm-hmm. it's, it's awesome um you know, and then you start to see like how uh, Steve Carell from The Office became like huge after the after yeah that. did a ton of movies. You know, yeah, he um, became crazy. <laughs> well, I guess I'm gonna just say my favorite movie is Office Space, which you haven't seen yet. Um, can I watch it? It's a movie. I think you can watch it actually. Um, it's about a guy and how much he hates his job and. How uh, somebody's taking over his company and they're trying to streamline it and stuff like that. And this guy just decides he's not going to go to work. (laughs) You know, he didn't quit, but he's not going to work. And then they promote him. So what does he do? Just nothing? Well, eventually he gets promoted and he does something. But for the most part, he does nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it's one of those uh, things that you should check out if you haven't seen it. Or if you haven't watched any of these uh, shows that are pretty darn great, you know? Yeah, and if you haven't watched The Office, you better hurry up. <laughs> yeah, so eventually we'll get to some current stuff, right? Yeah, um, eventually. Eventually, but right now we're working on some of this older stuff. So anyway, thanks for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay connected. See ya. Hi, this is Ellen Dubin, star of Lex, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Keep listening. Comic Book Depot has been in business since 1993. Your one-stop comic book shop for comics, gaming, and collectibles. The Comic Book Depot club membership is $15 and gets you 15% off new comics, back issues, graphic novels, and 10% off comic book supplies. Located at 2847 Jerusalem Avenue in Wontaw, New York. Contact us on Facebook for curbside pickup because new comics are back. For more information, give Alan a call at 516-221-9337. The Comic Book Depot. Now, back to our show. Hi, everyone. This is Pronto Comics' own Dominic Sperano, and it is once again time for... My comic book pick of the week.
probably recognize that music because you know I always like to give you a clue into what the pick of the week is with the music. And that music is from the TV series Angel. And so this week's pick of the week is Angel After the Fall, Volume 1. Um, this is basically a continuation after Season 5 of Angel, and it just picks up where the story leaves off. But as always, let me tell you what they say on Wikipedia. Angel After the Fall, also known as Angel Season 6, is a comic book published by IDW Publishing, written by Brian Lynch and plotted by Joss Whedon. The series is a canonical continuation of the Angel television series and follows the events of the show's final season. Angel After the Fall was prompted by ITW Publishing after the success of Dark Horse's comics Buffy the Vampire Slayer Season 8, which is the official comic continuation of Angel's mother show, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Angel, after the fall, sees the heroic vampire Angel coping with the apocalyptic aftermath of the television series after he took over and subsequently betrayed the the demonic law firm Wolfram and Hart. And in case you forget how that finished off, here, let me just play you this clip for you. And in terms of a plan, we fight. Fit more specific? Well, personally... I kind of want to play the dragon. Let's go to work. So picking up what Wikipedia says, the city of Los Angeles has since been sent to hell by Wolfram and Hart as a result of Angel's actions. The series follows his attempt to rescue the people he has sworn to protect. So it really is a very good continuation. It makes you wonder, because if you had watched the show all the way through season five and you got to the end you were definitely like well what happens man like you're leaving me on this massive cliffhanger um the book is pretty good the art is beautiful uh it's it's a lot of fun if you're a fan of angel you're gonna want to read this if you're not a fan then i recommend you become one you know, definitely you want to watch the shows before you read this book if you, you know, because then you're going to have no context. You can catch them on Hulu. Go watch them. They're, listen, it's, we're still in quarantine for the most of us. We're all still binge watching things. This is a perfect time to get into a, a couple of good TV shows as well as read a, a really enjoyable book. Here's just some example of, of like how good this show Angel was and how good the writing is in the book as well. Uh, some of the some of the dialogue is just fantastic. Here's one I thought that was hilarious. Look, if cavemen and astronauts got into a fight, who would win? Huh. You've been yelling at each other for 40 minutes about this. Do the astronauts have weapons? No. See what I'm talking about? I mean, the writing of the show is so good, and the writing of the book is also so good. You have all the characters that you're going to love if you've already watched the show, and if you haven't watched the show and then you start watching it, you're going to fall in love with these characters. They're all going to be in the book. You're really going to get a satisfying um, continuation of the story. It's it, it's just so, so, so enjoyable to, to uh, read. And just as an example, because I'm talking about Angel, here is easily one of my favorite all-time episodes. One of the clips from the episodes I think is just amazing and hilarious from Smile Time. You're looking at the wee little puppet man. Stop! 
Yes, I'm a puppet. Doesn't mean you don't have work to do. Yeah, that's right. They took the main character of the show and turned him into a puppet for a whole episode. And he still had to go out and fight bad guys and everything. So, I mean, that's how good the writing is. That's how funny it is. That's what you're going to get in this book. It's going to be awesome. You're going to want to get it. It's so easy to get it. Just Google it. You're going to see like a million links, especially for Amazon. Digital, whatever. It's good. It's it's really not... You can... You can you know, if you have a kid that's like 10 years old, they're going to like it too. Um, you know, this was 90s and 2000s TV. It was, it was pretty family friendly on the PG-13-ish level. Okay, like I wouldn't show it to little kids, but once the kid's a teenager or early pre-teens, like 12 or so, this is easily shareable as well. So if you're someone who lived in that era, I recommend it, especially if you want to get your kids into something that you liked. Um that's the pick of the week, easily. Angel, After the Fall, you're going to love it. You're going to enjoy it. Get all the volumes. Have a good time with it. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's pick. Please remember, you can go and check out my own personal webcomic at fishysarcasm.com. You can become a Patreon of the comic. It's only $1 a month. It's the least expensive Patreon out there. I promise you that. Also, please go and check out prontocomics.com. We have plenty of comics for download. And always remember, nothing we do matters. And all that matters is what we do. Because that's all there is. What we do now, today. Because if there's no bigger meaning than the smallest act of kindness, greatest thing in the world so be safe and be healthy take care michael mcmanus i played kai on lex you're listening to it came from the radio now back to our show so that about does it for this week on It Came From The Radio. Join us right here and every week on this radio station. If you missed any part of this show, Stop. go to our website, www.itcamefromtheradio.com. Listen to the archives. We'll be up any week or so. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, check us out on Beyond the Dawn Studios. And we will see you next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.